0: Hey, what's up? My name is Dusty Otis. I am the lead pastor here at The Grove in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much for taking part of your day to be a part of this church, to engage in this message, for supporting our ministry. It means more than you know. None of what we get to do happens without you. I pray that today's message speaks to your heart. I hope that it helps you move forward in your relationship with God, and I hope that you become just a little bit better in following Jesus because you took the time to listen today. Enjoy the message. Brand new series today titled A Better Way Forward. I told a a pastor, friend of mine, that I was doing a a 15 week series. I've never done this before. And he said, Oof, four is good for me. And I said, That's the difference between calling and vocation, pal. Okay? And God says you do it. Amen? And so as we talk about 15 weeks to building health and bringing balance so that you can enter 2023 your very best, uh, God kind of spurred this as we were going through our last series. I thought, man, How many of us, that that week after December, try to get our stuff together, right, before the new year hits, and then we kind of run the new year based on, you know, a number of things, right, the energy or uh, whatever fire that's in your belly, and then we tend to think, well, we just need to do more. All the stuff I didn't do last year, I need to do this year, so we start with a full plate, and I thought, man, we need to come in, we should come in, let's honor God, and let's prepare our hearts, let's be completely healthy, so when January 1st gets here, you guys feel like you can actually go and you're not overloaded or overburdened or over anything. And so I'm glad you're here online. If you're, if you're joining us, it's a big deal for you to be here. The foundation of this message is found in First Thessalonians 5 23. If you want to turn there, you can. I've never heard a message like this. Uh, you're going to get my story today, even though I might not tell you my story. And by the way, if you're online, everybody's sitting on this other room. So you guys might have a feeling I'm going to go along today. I don't know, but just two over here, just my wife and, and a pal. So, the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5.23 is encouraging us about Jesus' return. He's saying, hey, get your stuff in order. Be, make sure that you're ready for the return of Jesus is what he's talking about here, okay? And he says this, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through. Through and through means all the way, right? Every nook, crack, cranny, all those places. Through and through. That is, separate you, this is the amplified version, separate you from profane and vulgar things and make you pure and whole and undamaged consecrated to or set apart for his purpose. And then we go back to the regular text and may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete, be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. And what I want you to see in that scripture is this, there are three things that that really should stand out to you. And they are this, you are a spirit, you have a soul and you live in a body. And Paul is praying that you will be complete in these three things. Okay, if you're a note taker, we get to draw today. We get to do a lot of things today. And so it's going to be a really good day. And so we begin our journey in a better way forward, going to go, okay, so I'm not, just a, I'm not just a human being and flowing with red blood and thank God my heart's beating and I woke up today, but God made me, he made me specifically, and he gave me a spirit, which is our being. Everybody say be. And he gave me a soul, which is myself. This is where all that self-talk and emotion happens. And he gave me a body, which is how I do. So then, my spirit is who I am. You are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body, and you want to be complete in these three parts to be completely whole. If we want to be healthy, then we have to pay attention to these three things, not just one or two. Everybody say amen? Yeah. I say, okay, so you are a spirit. Let's go here first on this, on this pie chart. By the way, if you're drawing this, I drew this upside down the first time. It looks like that light bulb joke that we learned in elementary school, and so draw it the other way, if you're going to draw it that way it's, it stays clean because we are in church, okay? All right, your connection to God, this is your relationship. Your spirit is also referred to as your heart in the Bible. So anywhere you see heart, that is spirit. Those two kind of work together. This is who this is who God made you to be. God made you a spirit. You have a soul, and your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, okay? And this is really, these, these two together help you find community, community with God and community with each other, okay? That really has nothing to do with this unless we start getting judgmental, and we're not called to be that anyways, okay? And so then we find community in that, and your soul in the Bible is also referred to as uh, your mind and your passion. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and all your strength. That's where you see that scripture play together right there, okay? And then you live in a body, and this is where your spirit and soul dwell, Okay, You live in a body that's the third part. You're three parts whole. And so the Bible tells us that your body is a temple, right? This is where the spirit of God lives in you. Your body is also the tool that we use for doing or how we go in our gifting. This is how we do what God's called us to do. Not here, here. That's all great, but this is relational stuff. This is doing stuff, right? And so then your body in the Bible is referred to as your might, your strength, your flesh. It says form sometimes. Bones the Bible refers to your body as a lot of things, flesh probably being the biggest one of those. And so God formed you, three parts, and he made you three parts whole, and he formed you for community. If you remember in the back in the very beginning of the Bible, God says it's not good for man to be alone, so he created Eve, right? Thank God he created Eve. Amen, girl. <laughs> Amen. And so our relationships and our community are what nourish our spirit in our soul. And here's where we get our social side. Okay. These two together, community, this relationship with God, this relationship with others. I'm going to talk more about that here in just a second. By the way, this is where your intellect lives. Not here, here, here. Now I apologize for writing in green the whole time. So I tried to really, I tried really hard to color code. So he created you for discipleship. So you to grow in your relationships, you to grow in community and you to bring others inside your circles into that relationship and into that community with you right? It's how we go into our city. And so if you're serious about the quality of life that you want to live, if you're serious about the way you want to approach 2023, then we must address all three of these. By the way, I sat down and I just wrote 1 Thessalonians 5.23. That's all I wrote. And then, and then through prayer and writing, this is what you get today. And so God is going to, I don't know if it's ever been more clear. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 has been more clear to me in my life. And so I'm praying that that works the same for you. And so in case this just blew your mind, you're like, Dusty, I had no clue that that was even a thing. Let's go to the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis 2.7. Genesis 2.7. This is so very good. Then the Lord God formed, that is, he created formed. See the, see the word formed. there, created the body of man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Everybody say breath of life. Breath of life. And the man became a living being which is an individual, which is all of us, complete in what? Spirit, soul, and body. God made you three parts whole. They're just confirmation for you. So in the same breath that you see that God breathed into Adam, he gives you, and it makes you a human being. So you're a human being. You're not a busy body. I'm not a busy body. I'm not a human doing. I'm a human being. We're all human beings. God created us to be first. And so then, which means we have to get in touch with these two parts. We like to go here a lot. We lean on our physical doing a lot, especially in 2022. And so we must learn these two. And this is where we're going to start next week. We're going to talk about and help you get to know you next week. Okay? And so there's a week two preview. And so a better way forward is knowing and believing that you are three parts. Whole, that God made you to be a spirit, to have a soul, and to live in a body. This is our action. Everybody say action. And so for a little more depth, let's go down here, which is super awesome, okay? And think of this as layers. Ogres are like onions. They have layers, okay? And so then God built you, and he built you three parts whole, but he really built you from the inside out. And so your spirit, if we're going to go back to spirit now, your spirit is the deepest, most inner part of yourself. It is your innermost organ, okay? This is how you talk to God in the spiritual realm, and Proverbs 20, 27 says, the human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's most, one's inmost being. And so in the center of this bullseye, you're going to see that awesome green again. And this is your spirit, okay? Your soul is your very self, okay? S-O-U-L, if that doesn't make sense, it does now. And your soul is what surrounds your spirit, This is the medium between your spirit and your body. It's the go-between. That's why we have all these issues upstairs, right? And so then, this possesses your self-consciousness and the way that you have a personality. It's what makes you uniquely you. Your soul makes you uniquely you. And so then, your soul perceives things in the psychological realm. As a matter of fact, in the Greek, in the New Testament, this is where the Bible originated. This is the original language in the Greek. The word... Soul is uh, rooted in the word psyche, which is the root word of psychology, okay? And so then with your soul, here's what you do with your soul. I'm going to slow down so you can write these down. It's a big part. With your soul in yourself, you think, you reason, you consider, you remember, and you wonder. And you experience emotions. Matter of fact, we should write that over here. Emotions. Sweet emotion. Shout out to Aerosmith, okay? We experience emotions in our soul, such as happiness, sadness, love, sorrow, anger, relief, and compassion. If we're healthy enough over here, by the way. And, and because you have a soul, which is the go-between, we're down here, which is the go-between between your spirit and your body, because you have a soul, you're able to resolve and you're able to choose and you're able to make decisions. This is why God made you you. If God made you and he said that you were a believer from the beginning and he washed you with the blood without your choice, you'd be a robot and he doesn't want that for you because he's put something in you to go and be who you are, who you uniquely are. So thank God you're not a robot, because that would be boring and no point, right? And so then you have the ability to resolve issues, to choose and make decisions. And then your body would be your outermost organ. This is this is a, per, this is a perfect picture, B-O-D-Y, body. Your body is your outer organ, and um, it possesses world consciousness, right? So it makes you be able to interact with the physical world, the material world. It's what your body, you live in a body. Your body is visible. It's the most external part of you. People can't see your soul, and they cannot see your spirit, but they can see your body. And it contains, because you live in it, it contains your spirit and your soul. And so your body is the uh, visible external part of your being. It contains your spirit and your soul. And how you make contact with the outside world is your five senses. Right? That's it. And so then today we want to identify how to move forward in being complete in our spirit, soul, and body. There's going to be one action step. It's going to be really simple, okay? Because we want to be completely whole in this, like Paul encourages us in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, okay? And so here is your first point. There's only one point today, by the way. Uh, By the way, you want to know how many points a good message has? One. Otherwise, it's pointless, right? So check yourself. Check yourself. I was Told that Ice Cube said this better than I did. Check yourself, okay? Acts twenty twenty eight. If you don't believe it, it's in the Bible. Acts twenty twenty eight. Take heed and be on guard for for who yourselves. Now here's the catch, and for the whole flock over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as overseers to shepherd, tend, feed, guide. Let's go back to out out of the Amplified. The Church of God. Who's the Church? Raise your hand if you're the Church. And everybody said that's me. Okay. Which he bought with his own blood. Now here's where we struggle. That take heed and be on guard for yourselves. We skip over that and we go straight to the flock. What are all the things I'm responsible for? So let me just pay attention to all the things I'm responsible for. That's my story, kid. Okay? That's why I was a workaholic. I just love to work and do and be busy. And I just was super healthy here. Maybe too much. And then I was disconnected these two. Okay? And so then, here's what take heed means. The heed, what do you mean? Take heed means to care for. Or to pay attention to, to pay attention to, and we get bored with that, super bored with that, right? And so we like to overlook ourselves and go straight to the flock because we get, we feel good when we accomplish things. And when our wife pats on the back because we mowed the grass when she really wanted us to, which I've been fighting for a while, I'm not going to lie, okay? But the reality is this, if I do not take heed to myself, okay, if I do not care for myself, how can I care for anybody else? I can't. I can't. And my issue, a lot, along with a lot of men, is this. Just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do, Dusty. Just tell me what to do. And the reality is this. There, I, I can't tell you how many guys I'm, I'm helping right now or working with who just just tell me what to do. My wife doesn't like this. Just tell me what to do. My boss doesn't like this. And what I want to tell them is nothing. You've really done enough you've done enough. What you need to do is care for yourself and connect with God. If you're going to lead your house and lead your life, you need to connect with God and care for yourself so that you can actually be successful or productive or whatever word you want to put in that box. Okay. And so it's easy to overlook ourselves. This is a tough question. I had to do this myself. When's the last time that you intentionally ask yourself, how am I doing? When's the last time you intentionally looked in the mirror and like, Saw what you look like, right? How big your nostrils are, right? How saggy the bags are under your eyes, okay? What do we notice? We notice these two things are taking a toll on this, right? And so then, how am I doing spiritually? When's the last time you ask yourself that? How am I mentally? How is my mind right now? Am I exhausted? How am I physically? How am I emotionally? Okay, and that's, and by the way, I'm tough. I don't need emotion. You do. You do, because. It's one of it's one of the parts of your being, and so to not pay attention to this is ignorant. And you're and you're playing with two. If we're playing three on three, you're playing with two. You're going to lose. Especially when you, and then and then if you're disconnected here, you're playing one on three, and the odds are stacked against you, right? And so the first thing you need to do is this: you need spiritual connection. You need spiritual connection. Spiritual connection is what identify the doing that is keeping you from being, okay? It might feel uncomfortable, and it might feel selfish, but it's not. It's not. It's absolutely healthy, and it is an absolute must. Take heed to yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. The next thing you need is soul care. You need soul care. That's a really popular word right now but you need to evaluate what you're carrying mentally and emotionally. What is this? What is, what am I carrying? And so the Christian, you know, the Christian phase is let go and let God. Let go and let God, right? The Bible says, cast all of your care upon him. I say this every night before I go to bed. I have to, I have to cast all your care upon him. Lord, I give you everything. I was talking to my kids this morning. We sang this morning. Lord, I give you everything. When you open your hands, it's two way. I show God that I'm, willing to give him everything that I have, but I also, this is how I receive. This is how I receive. I can't receive like this. So then by opening my hands, by letting go of it, I can let God do what only he can do, and that makes me a little more healthier, okay? Seek counsel, get in community. Seek counsel, get in community. Only you can identify that, and only you can be as real as you want to be with that counselor in your community. So if you want to wear a mask and be fake, you're not going to go very far. You have to get real with yourself, take heed to yourself. And then body composition, such a great word. I'm not gonna spend a bunch of time on this because we're gonna go farther in this later. But essentially, what poor spiritual connect what are what are poor spiritual connection and poor care costing your body? What kind of shape are you in? We can say fat mass and lean body mass and, and dehydration. We can talk about all those things but really the root of ice cream at 1130 at night is because I'm not connected here and I'm not caring here. Did that for four years in Detroit, Michigan. Okay. That's why I look like I do. By the way, 31 days in a row at the gym for me and 46 of 47. So just exercising. Okay. So, and after 40, it doesn't come off as easy as it did back at 20. So it's really a grizzly bear. So then, so once I've connected with God and, and identified how I can care for myself um, I'm going to address my diet and my movement. What am I eating? That's just empty, empty calories. What am I eating? What's poor? And, um, am I eating, and then do I even move? Have I, have I walked? We do family walks every night. And that was kind of the movement for the day. The reality is this. You can't out exercise a poor diet. So you can eat like trash all your life. But so I have four pieces of cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory today. And I say, I'm going to the gym tomorrow. Well, I'll, be, I'll burn 400 calories at the gym, but I just ate 4,000. It's not good. That's not good, right? And so then uh, address your diet and increase your movement. In all of these things, when you make a decision, I talked about this before. This is not here. This is the Lord. What is this costing me? You're going to make a decision because this allows you to do that. When you make that decision, what is it going to cost me spiritually? What is it going to cost me mentally, emotionally? And what's this going to cost me physically? Do I have the capacity? Do I have the gas in the tank right now to carry this and make that decision? Yes or no. If the answer is no, it's okay for you to say no. By the way, no is a complete statement. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to say why no. Just say, hey, man, can't do it right now. Have a good day. All right, let's get a little bit more practical. Is this good? Praise God. Okie dokes. This wasn't supposed to be up first, but you saw it early. So we're going to talk about the pace of your life. This is your physical speed, which is the speed of doing so. The black line is an average 24-hour day, okay? And then the blue line would be your physical pace. And the green line is going to be your spiritual pace. I pre-drew this because you don't want to watch me draw. And I can't do that straight when you're watching. And your, the purple line is going to be your mind or your soul. So blue is your physical body. The purple is your mind and your soul. And the green is your uh, spirit, which is, which is down here. Okay? So this is the speed of doing versus being. And what connects these two? Your soul. Don't forget that. It's your soul your soul that is to go between between your body and your spirit and so here's what happens this is the average 24-hour day okay and we run hard and i just gave you 18 hours below and six hours above If you're getting six hours i would say it's absolute must have to get six hours sleep quality good sleep must not enough but must okay and so then let's go to the first 18 hours we can make our body do whatever Okay, so I can run as hard and as fast for as many days as I need to because there's caffeine and whatever else you can imagine. Okay, and so I can go as, as hard and as fast as I want to. And that's a physical thing thats that, is, that I'm, I'm doing because why? I feel a need to have to. I have to. And my spirit, on the other hand, or my mind, let me go down to mind. My mind can run pretty hard too, but at some point I get exhausted and my mind shuts down. And I'm just mentally toast, okay? And so at that point in the day, your mind shuts completely off and it normally happens around quitting time, right? And you go home to be a vegetable, but people need you there too. So I would encourage you to not go that far. And then your spiritual side, depending on your connection with the Lord, is only gonna go so far before it decides, whoa, okay? And so we get up and we work, and about a third of the way through our day, we level off spiritually, okay? And so then, but hey, we got stuff to do. So we keep running. And about two-thirds of our day, our mind says, enough. And that's about five o'clock. And then we want to take a break here. And this is what we're going to call. This is bedtime, right? It really isn't, but we're going to say this. And what you need to see is at the end of your day, God created you a three-part soul. He said, you are a soul. You, have a, you are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. The break is this. Look at the gap between my physical being and my, or my physical, my, I'm sorry. Yeah, my physical, uh, doing and my spiritual being. Look how big this gap is. And this is what we feel. This leads to those late night brownies and terrible pictures and poor internet surfing and, 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 you know, avoiding people and all that. I have this gap. And what's God, what God is saying in this is He's saying, I didn't create you to run that fast. I didn't create you to go this fast. You don't have to go that hard. Don't have to do that. And if you are, stop with me. Just take a break with me. Okay? And the gap between your mental and your emotional is this, right? Which leads you to what? I have to do something to numb this. Just give me some reality TV. Just give me something to shut my mind off so I don't have to think anymore because I've got this gap between my physical being and my actual self. And so what happens is this. We are this this gap right here, God wants to be with you in this gap. And he, and he is with you, but you're not with him because you're choosing to go on your own. And so then our spiritual self leveled off right here. And what you see is we have no room for margin. There's no margin. Everybody say margin. margin. And so then we're constantly overloaded. We're headed for a crash. We sleep less than we ever have. We work more than we ever have, and we are constantly rushed, we are constantly late, and we are constantly exhausted. If you can identify, would you just raise your hand and say, hey? Yeah, of course. And we feel like Job felt. Job said, I have no peace, no quietness, I have no rest, but only turmoil. And I only have this much time to figure it out, and this sleep stinks, okay? And what I ate before bed has messed with me, and And the blue light that I watched for an hour while I was in bed is messing with me. And the quality of sleep, my recovery. By the way, your recovery period in your life is twice as important as your awake period. So if this stinks, the quality of this is going to be real bad. Okay? But you still have that spiritual connection and you still have that soul connection, right? And so Job said, I'm exhausted. And so too much activity, too much doing, that's blue, too much doing leads to overload. No margin. What is that? Too much change, too many choices, too much work, too much debt. That freaks me out, right? Too much media exposure, just always in my face. And the reality is that the conditions of 2022 have devoured your margin, which leads you to not connect spiritually and to be overloaded mentally and try to carry it all physically. And everybody said, Amen. And so here's, here's how I can tell you that, that, that our margin has been devoured in the world, okay? If you're homeless, we direct you to a shelter, right? If you are penniless, we will offer you food, and we'll get you food, actually, or we'll give you food stamps, right? And if you are breathless, we'll connect you to oxygen. But if you have absolutely zero margin, we'll give you one more thing to do. We'll give you one more thing to do. Dusty, what is marginless? That sounds like like a made-up word. It kind of is, okay? Marginless is this. It's being 30 minutes late to the doctor's office Because you were 20 minutes late outside of your haircut, because you were 10 minutes late dropping the kids off, because the car ran out of gas two blocks from the gas station, and you forgot your purse. That's marginless. There is no space. There is no space. And you need margin in your life because when you're not hurrying or worrying all the time, you have time to connect. You have time to connect, you have time to care, and you have time to compose yourself, right? And so here's how this really should work. When I'm connected spiritually, I feel this dip right here. I feel this because it's who I am. God created me three parts whole. He said, I am a spirit. And when I feel this and this starts leveling off, then I make a connection and I say, you know what? My mind needs a break too. Let's go for a walk. And my body goes, dang, that sounds good. And so we go for a walk together, and we reconnect, and we care for, and we get composed, and we go again. And then about 3.30, that that 2.30 feeling, that happens again. And you okay, Lord, I hear you. I hear you. We should take a break. So we do. Connect, compose, care, and we go again. And then what happens is we get to bed, bed earlier, <laughs> Can we sleep better, and we're more rested. We shut our phone off while we're in bed. All because we're staying connected. It's connection. Everybody say connection. connection. Worrying plus caring plus disconnection equals numbing out. We just want to numb out to all the things that are around us. Okay? And then your values are being pushed on, your integrity. Everything that, that you stand for and believe in is being pushed on constantly, and you carry that too. And so you're like, you know what? I just need something. So that's where I, I say ice cream. It was really cookies, okay? <laughs> Addiction, screen time, TV, media. That's where all of that stuff comes in at that moment because I'm not connected. I'm not caring. I'm not composed. Just give me something to shut all this trash off, right? And so then take heed to yourself, your whole self. Everybody say whole self. That's three parts. soul. I think I'm done here. Um, pay attention to, care for, and connect with, right? Connect with your spirit, care for your soul, and take care of your body. Pay attention to your body. Spirit, soul, body. So then here's your action step. Action step. It is um, Acts 20, 28 just gave in a different term. It's Proverbs 27, 23. Here's what you're going to do. Take stock. Take stock. Great. Another sweet term like take heed, right? Take stock and know well the condition of your flocks. Pay close attention to your herds. Dusty, I'm not a farmer or a rancher, so that doesn't apply to me. Stop just a second, okay? It does. You're not a farmer or rancher, and and God knew you weren't going to farm or ranch in 2022, okay? Here's what he says: Take stock and know well the condition of your blank. What is your blank? You have to fill that in. Yeah, you're not farming. Me neither, Okay. Take stock and know well the condition of your life, your spirit, your soul, your body. Take stock. Take stock means to review or make an overall assessment. I'm challenging you, encouraging you, telling you to take stock this week. Overall assessment means to carefully think about something in order to make a decision about what to do next. What are you going to do next for you? Not because your boss said, I need you to work overtime, right? Identify the area that needs engagement this week. Take stock in yourself. Let's get an overall perspective. And let's, now let's make a decision of what I need to do. And I'm just gonna tell you, it's probably here. It's probably here. This is the one that we let lag the most. And so then, here's what you see. This, I'm gonna recap this whole thing for you. If you're ready, you are ready. So God formed you. God formed you. He breathed life into you. And he said, you're a complete individual being. You are a soul. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body and you live in a body complete. And that's, and so then as that spirit dwells in you, it saturates you. And this circle is not this circle because we compartmentalized it. Now it becomes here. Right? All the way, all the way to the point where it comes through you and people see you as salt and light. So then now, because it's who you are, it's your being, you look like this. And it's green all the way out, even though I just made it black. Okay? God sets us apart. If you're taking notes, I have three points for you in the close. God sets us apart as believers from the inside out. From the inside out, yes, you're three parts whole. From the inside out, this is your inmost being. This is your outer organ. Your soul is your go-between. It pulls everything together. First through the regeneration of your spirit. Your spirit gets regenerated first. We call it born again. You make a decision to follow Jesus. Here's what uh, Jesus said in John 3, 5 through 6. He said, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom unless they are born of water and spirit. Flesh... Gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. Starts here, my inmost being. My innermost being. The second thing he does is he saturates. He saturates and transforms our soul with his spirit. That's what happens. When we get when our spirit gets regenerated, woo! Now I can say I'm I'm new again. Like the scripture said, We're born by water and spirit. Now when I identify in water baptism and I am buried with Christ, I say goodbye to everything old and I come out a brand new person. Why? Because his spirit saturates our soul because of the decision that we made. That is 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we all, that's us, and we all with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory and are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the spirit, 1 Corinthians 6, 7 says, whoever is united with the Lord is one with him. It starts from the inside out. The third thing is he revitalizes our mortal body. Mortal is such an ugly word. By his spirit through our soul. That's where you get that full, the full, full Nelson, the whole, the whole ticket, whatever you want to say. And how he does this is through Romans chapter 8. And I'm just going to read you four verses here because they're so very important for you to connect that you're not supposed to be built on doing. You are built on being. And when you connect here first, it floods everything. And then you are who God says you are. Talk about next week. And we will be who God says we should be. And his spirit saturates and flows completely through us. Right? Here's what it says in Romans 8. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you because you've been regenerated, that was step one. Raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body because of the spirit who lives in you. Then he says, hey, (laughs) therefore, brothers and sisters, you have no obligation. You have no obligation to do, is what he's saying. You have no obligation to do. But it's not to the flesh to live according to doing or your body, okay? But if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you do put to death the misdeeds of the body, the stuff we talked about in 1 Thessalonians, right? You will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. And this is what you see when we walk the streets. Oh, it's something different about you. What is it with you? It's just Jesus. It's just Jesus. So then when we believe in Jesus, we receive him. We're born again, right? Transformed. Our spirit is regenerated. But God doesn't just want to regenerate your spirit. And that's where we drop the ball as Christians. That's where I have dropped the ball in the, in, in the past pastors. As a pastor, we just go, spirit's regenerated. Check the box. We're good. Okay? God does not just want to do this and regenerate your spirit. That's not it. That's just the start. First Thessalonians five twenty three says, "The God of peace sanctify you through and through from the inside out, through and through, so that you would be completely whole. So that you would be completely whole by being completely filled with God in every part of our being. God can be expressed through you, Then you can go into your circle and do and be the same influence that He is in your life." not about doing something, though. It's about being somebody. It's not what you do. It's who you are. And you'll do it completely healthy because you're living balanced. It's balanced. If you guys ever, if, if I'm not a juggler, but I, I, I equate this to um, trying to have three balloons floating in there at one time. So if I, if I have three balloons, I'm holding one together with these two, and I let them go. Now I have to keep them touching the ceiling. I'll never do it. I'll never do it. If you've ever bounced balloons, if you have kids, you know that they go everywhere, right? And so the moment that I get this one up here, this one over here falls. And because I come back over here to get this one, this one that gets to the middle. And now I reach down to get this one, and this one's falling again. And that's the race that we run. It's a constant. All of this. And God said, if you just connect with me, I'll fill you all the way full. So much so, if you connect with me on a regular basis, he said, It will overflow. And that's how God sees you. And then other people see you. Philippians 3.20, and we're going to pray. Our citizenship is in heaven. You're a son or a daughter. You're a child of God. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior. It's 1 Thessalonians say, get it in order. Get your life in order. Be ready for Jesus. And we eagerly await a Savior from, our, from there, our Lord Jesus, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that we will be like him, spirit, soul, and body, so that we would be completely like him. So then your action step reminder this week is this, take stock, take stock. Remember your step, take heed to yourself. Take stock in where you are, identify the area that needs engagement, connection, care, or composition. Listen, and what's funny is this, in January, we all start here, don't we? I gotta, yeah. lose, I gotta lose some weight, Right? We start here. So much so that the first weekend of the year, we're going to take a Sabbath. I'm going to tell you to get out of here for a Sunday intentionally so you can start the year healthy. This is all building to that Sunday off. Thank you so much for joining us today. It means more than you know to have you with us. And to all of you who partner with us and support the mission of our church, thank you. We cannot be the church without you. Go ahead and click the link in the description to partner with us now, or you can visit thegrovefc.com forward slash partner if you enjoy the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, share it with them. This is how the gospel goes forward. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.